Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This series named Signs is for you to answer the question, Why give Jesus authority over my life? So good to see everybody this morning uh, after last week and having to take last week off and uh, the snow and ice and, and, and everything. But uh, good to see you all this week. Imagine, imagine, imagine that you were getting ready to go to a wedding. You and your wife or maybe, maybe just you if it is just you and and uh, you're getting ready to go to a wedding, you're, and you're dressing up and, and, and getting everything ready. You're about ready to leave the house, and you're, you're friends with the groom, and you've known him for, for a long time, and, and, and you're getting ready to go, and you get in the car. And there's, just, there's just a feeling, there's just a buzz, you know, that, that you, everybody gets when you go to a wedding, and it makes you feel good that you had a wedding, and especially those of you that are already married, you know, you love to have that feeling, and, and, and you, did, you don't go through the worst to do the wedding, you know, it's all, that's always awesome, and, and uh, you, you get there, and you get out of the car, and, and you head to the building, and you go into the lobby, and there's a buzz in the air, but it's not the buzz that you're expecting. There's something, there's something not quite right when you go in. You, just, you can just feel it. You, you can just feel when something's just not quite right. It's just something not quite right, but you just can't quite understand what it is either. Today we're concluding our series called Signs, where we've taken a look at the, that the truth is out there. The truth is out there about Jesus. The truth is out there about who he is. We've wanted to answer people's questions about Jesus. And we've taken a look at different questions each week. And, but the primary question that we're answering is, why should I give Jesus authority in my life? People in Jesus' time asked that same question. They, were, they asked him, why should we give you authority? And now today, people are still asking that question. And I actually encourage everybody to ask this question, no, long, no matter how long you've believed in Jesus or how long you've followed Jesus, to ask the question, why should I give Jesus authority? And we've looked at different questions each week that people have about Jesus and about God. And we want to know your questions. Find me afterwards or send an email or, or find us on Facebook, like us on Facebook and, and ask a question. We want to answer people's questions about Jesus because chances are if you're brave enough to ask the question about Jesus, there's somebody else that's wondering the same thing you're wondering. But why should I give authority to Jesus in, in my life? Maybe, maybe you're somebody like who made this cardboard sign for this girl to hold. Maybe you're like this. According to religion, I'm broken, flawed, sinful, dumb, weak, nothing. According to science, I'm full of wonder, smart, a great learner, beautiful, potential for greatness. Which do you think is damaging? Maybe, maybe you say, you know what? I agree with that. Why should I give Jesus authority? Why should I give God authority? I agree with that. Found that on Facebook this week off of Richard Dawkins' website. Maybe some of you are like, hold on a minute. Instead of getting mad, why don't we feel compassion? 
Maybe you're somebody that's saying, you know what? They're right. You look at that and you say, it's what I felt. It's what I've experienced. See, to somebody, that's their perception. That's their reality. And to a lot of people, that is their reality. Maybe that's your reality. And you're asking the question based on this, why does God love me? Why would God even love me? I've been fed this for all my life, or I've experienced this, or I've got this perception. God doesn't even love me. There's no way. If he would say that about me, if he would say the left side of that about me, there's no way that God would even love me. Then you'd say, you know what? Because of that, because of that, because I feel like the right side is right, I should increase. God should decrease. I should increase, and God should decrease. There's a guy that lived when Jesus was just starting out in ministry. In fact, this guy helped prepare Jesus uh, Jesus' ministry and help pe- prepare people for Jesus' ministry. His name was John the Baptist. And through this series, we've actually looked a lot into uh, uh, John the Baptist and talked about him uh, quite a bit. And, and uh, he, he said the opposite. God or Jesus should increase and I should decrease. And no matter if you feel like you should increase and God should decrease, no matter if you feel that way or or the opposite, you're here at church, so you would probably expect me to say God should increase. You, may not, you might not believe it, but you're here at church, and I'm a pastor, and so you would expect me to say that, right? But even people that's heard John the Baptist, or heard that he said that, and maybe that's become a mantra for you, have you ever wondered Why? Those of you that believe that, that I should increase, you wonder why. Like, why on earth should God increase in my life? But those of you that just accept it, have you ever wondered why? Because John the Baptist, when he said that, John the Baptist was telling us why God should increase. I'm going to be in John chapter 3, and you can follow along on our smartphone. Our Wi-Fi code is here to serve. Uh, or a tablet, or we'll throw the verses up on the screen so that you can see them. And we want you, not to get my opinion, we want you to see what God says about his, on why he should increase in our life. John three twenty seven. John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. Why should Jesus increase? Why why would we even attempt to even think that he should increase? Because everything we have received is from him. John's like, everything I've received is from God. Everything I've received is from God. And maybe you're sitting there going, no, 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 no. I work hard for what I've got. 
don't work hard for what I've got. Have you ever stopped to wonder who gave you the ability to work hard for what you've got? Who gave you the innate ability to, to, to have gifts that you use to work? Have you ever stopped to wonder about that? Why should we let Jesus increase? It's because everything is given to us by God. Everything is given to us by Jesus. If we start with nothing and God gives us everything, if we increase, what are we increasing? Nothing. It's an oxymoron, right? But we should look at God and go, you've given us everything. You've given me everything. I want that to increase. I want your gifts to increase. You have this innate ability in you that was given there by God. You want that to increase? God gave that to you in the first place. And if he gives, gives it to you and he increases, don't you think the innate ability that you have would increase too? Which do you want? Which do you want to increase? What you have, what you brought to the table, what I brought to the table, or what God brought to the table? Which one? John 3, 29. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and, lead, and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. And this is, this is the, the phrase that, that, uh, that, that I was using at the front. He must become greater. I must become less. Why must he become greater? Because he's the, he's the groom. He's the groom of the bride. And John said, look, 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 look. I'm just the best man. I'm just the best man. The goal of the best man is what? To get the groom married. That's the goal of the best man. And maybe you've been the best man that that was hard work to get the groom married. Or maybe you were the groom, but it's a separate deal. What does the groom do? He loves the bride. He loves the bride perfectly. Especially when we're talking about Jesus being the groom. He loves the bride perfectly. And who's the bride? The church. He loves the church. He loves the people he saved perfectly and unconditionally. So do we want the best man to increase? Or do we want the groom to increase? Which one? Which one? John 3.31, he has come from above and is greater than anything else, anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. Why would we want him to increase? Because he's greater than anything else. He's greater than anyone else. He came from heaven. That makes him greater. We came from earth. Newsflash, we came from two people. I know you don't want to think about your parents, yeah. but that's where you came from. Some of you are sitting next to your parents, you just do up a little bit in your mouth. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we had to go there because Jesus is from heaven. He is greater. And look, 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 look. 
You don't have to believe the same way that I believe. I'm not asking you to do that right now. I, all I'm asking you is to consider this. If there's a God, and He did come down here to earth, where did He come from? Heaven. Heaven. And whatever your view of heaven is, it's better than earth. Right? We wouldn't call that heaven then. We'd call something worse than earth something different, wouldn't we? And if he came from heaven, he would have to be better than whatever this earth would have to offer, right? So do we want us to increase somebody that is made from earth? Get that tattooed on you. Made in earth. Or do we want someone to increase who actually was never made? It's always been. He always was in heaven. He always remains in heaven. Which one do we want to increase? Ourself? Made on earth? Or him? From heaven? Who's above everything else? John 3.32 He testifies where he speaks about what he has seen and heard. But how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. Why should we want God to increase? Why should we want Jesus to increase? Because he speaks about things from heaven. See, we're from earth. All we can talk about is earthly things. But Jesus, when he speaks, he speaks about what was and is in heaven. This is why he told his disciples to pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. This is why he told them to pray that because he's saying, saying, I want to show you, I want to speak, I want to whisper heavenly things into you. I want to talk to you about what it's like to be in heaven. I want to show you what it's like to live out the kingdom of God perfectly. So which do we want to increase? Ourselves, who can only speak about earthly things, or the one who can tell us about what it's like to be in the kingdom of God and live perfectly and live in heaven? Which one do I want to increase? Look, newsflash. I don't have it figured out. I don't have a clue about taking us beyond where we are. But let me ask you a question. You want me to lead you? Or someone who is in heaven to lead you? Who? Which one? Those of you just checking this thing out and wondering about God and Jesus and this whole thing? Do you want a perspective that's beyond the perspective that you have now?
Because you can. John 3, 34. For he is sent by God. He speaks God's words. For God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. Why would we want him to increase? Because the father loves the son. You're like, wait a minute. What does that have anything to do with me? John 3, 16. Maybe if you have never been in church, you still are familiar with this passage, possibly, or at least the reference. Watching football, the guy in the stands, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. See, God loves the world through his love for the son. John the Baptist doubles back to this concept of love. Why would we want Jesus to increase? Because the Father loves the Son. The Father loves Him. And therefore, through Him, He loves us. Let me ask you. Do you want the love of yourself to increase? Or the love of an unconditional love of the Father to increase? I don't know about you, but just saying that wanting my love to increase, my love for myself to increase, it's just ick. Ugh. Just sounds dirty just saying it. Or do I want the love of a heavenly Father to increase? Which one? Which one? The last part of John 3.35, the Father has put everything into His hands or put everything into Jesus' hands. He's got the whole world in His hands. He's got the whole wide world in His hands. What do you have in your hands? What do you have in your hands? He's got the whole world. If he's got everything in his hands, what do you have in your hand? Do you want whatever's in your hands to increase? You want what is in his hands to increase because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. He is the heir to the throne of God his Father and he has been given everything. So do you want everything to increase in your life? Through Jesus? Or do you want whatever is in your hands to increase? Because even if you think you have something in your hand, I'm guessing that whatever your view of God is and whatever your view of heaven is, it's greater than whatever is in your hand. Do you want everything to increase? Do you want Jesus to increase so therefore whatever he has in his hand to increase in your life? Do you? See, it's our choice on which one we want to increase. 
It's our choice. John 3.36 And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life but remains under God's angry judgment. Maybe you're saying, Ha! There it is! That's why. Hopefully I'll remember to get back to that. But let's... And anyone who believes... See, 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 there it is. There it is. It's our choice in what we believe. Anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Why would we want Jesus to increase in our life? Because He is eternal life. Anyone who believes in Him will receive eternal life. So, do you want the life that you have to offer to increase? Or do you want eternal life to increase? The life that is bubbling up as a fresh spring of water in our heart from the source up and out of our life. Do you want that? Do you want the abundant life to increase? Do you want the eternally abundant life to increase? Or do you want whatever life you bring to the table to increase? See, we will believe in one of the other, one or the other. We will believe I must increase or we will believe that God must increase. We will believe one or the other. Like, there's got to be another option. Uh-uh. There's not. It's either one or the other. So which one do we want to increase? Do we want our life, what, the life that we bring to the table to increase, or the eternal life that God brings to the table to increase? Which one is it? Because we believe that we that one should increase. Which is it? See the paper that that little girl is holding? Jesus makes no sense unless both sides are true. As you stand in the lobby of your friend's wedding, there's this weird vibe in the air and you're, you're wondering what, what's going on. Finally you get work. You finally get work. Best man was caught with the bride. Not yesterday. In a separate room at the church. On the wedding day. Shock. Anger. Sadness starts making its way through the foyer. Starts making its way through your heart. You were friend, you're friends with the with the groom. And you're starting to empathize with the groom. And then you begin to wonder, what's next? What's next? And you're holding this gift going, will Target take this back? But you're thinking, what's next? What now? What's going on? 
It's happening. See, I didn't tell the background to the story of why John is saying this. John's disciples came up to, to John and said, hey, 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 um, this Jesus guy that you talk a lot about, see, he's baptizing over there, and um, ever since he started baptizing, our numbers have been dwindling and his numbers have been increasing. We, we need to stop that, Jesus. We need more of a market share. We need more numbers. We, 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 need, we need to stop that. You, you need to do something to, to increase your numbers, John. See, the numbers game is something that's been around for a while. John the Baptist said, fellas, fellas, look, I'm only the best man. And my role is the success of the groom marrying the bride. And if I had an affair with the bride, if I had an affair with his people, with his church, the people he came to save, that just wouldn't be right. He must increase. He's the one that loves the church. He's the one that's going to give himself for the church. He's the one, not me. He must increase. And I must decrease. As you stand in the lobby, having this wave of emotion go through you, and this wave of emotion go through everybody else, you look up over the crowd and you see the head of the groom starting to make his way through the crowd. And he stands up on a chair and says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hush, 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 hush. I've got something to say. I know what's happened. It's maddening and it's shocking and it's saddening. But I love her too much. She's never been shown unconditional love. So we're going to have a wedding today because I am going to show her what unconditional love looks like. If it kills me. He gets down, walks back into the sanctuary. There's a stunned silence of the crowd. Why? Because the majority of those people were Dump the girl. That's what you'd be thinking. That's what I'd be thinking. Ephesians 2.13 But now you've been united with Christ Jesus. That sounds very, very familiar to a wedding, doesn't it? Now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away, once you had an affair on Jesus, once you had an affair on God, once you tried to run as far away from God as you could, wait a minute, I was born in church. You can be sitting there in church right now and be running away from Him. 
You can be acting good and running away from him. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ, through the unconditional love of God that sent him to the cross to bleed and die because we had an affair on him. Because we had an affair on him. Imagine if you were the groom. And that news came to you on your wedding day. This is what happened on God's wedding day. This is what happened. Maybe you're stuck on that angry judgment and punishment. And What if he went to the bride and it's like, I, I love you. I still want to get married to you. Let's go get married. She ran out. She ran. And this groom spent his entire life, all the money that he ever had, pursuing her. Pursuing her. And every time, every time he came close, every time he met up with her, every time he found her, he said, let's get married. And she bolted. She died. Never experiencing the unconditional love of the groom. That explains the last part of that verse. You're just angry for a mythical character that I just said. I didn't even give names to it. Right? You're like, how dare that woman? Imagine how God feels that he bled, but we keep running. Why should we give authority to Jesus? Because he loved us so much. He died to bring us close. He loves us so much, he died to bring us close. See, that girl, that picture, that paper. Jesus only makes sense if both sides are true. He died because he believed, he knew that we were sinners. So us, if we are not sinners, if we are not broken and he died, that makes him a lunatic, a fruit loop. That's crazy. But if there is no value that he has placed in us to die for, if there is no value to die for, if he died for somebody that's, that has zero value, he is also a lunatic. He's also crazy. He's also worthy to not be followed. Why do we give him authority? Because he loves us so much, he died to bring us close. And if you're sitting there, and if you were like this person who ever made this sheet of paper, and you said, I must increase as you're walking in, and the reality of his death is hitting you like a ton of bricks, 
Here's how close it is to you. God, will you forgive me? Will you increase? I want you to increase. That's how close it is to you. The kingdom of God is close. Repent. Just say, I I want you to increase. I'm tired of this way of life. He loves you so much. He died to bring you close. Do you want to come close to Jesus? Do you want to come close to Jesus? That's the question before us. See, I don't want you to persuade you because I believe something. I simply want to show you the Bible says about Jesus. Who he is. Why we should give him authority. He loves you so much. He died to bring you close. Do you want to come close? To Jesus. Bow our heads. We're going to enter into a time of reflection and prayer and singing and worship. But maybe, maybe you're the person that I described, that you walked in here and you, you, you walked in here with the perspective. And maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't even know it, but because we, this is what we were talking about, you're like, oh man, that, that, yes, that was my perspective. But, but maybe it's hit you with a ton of bricks this morning. He said, I want to come close to Jesus. And you'd be honest enough with me to to raise your hand and and tell me, will you pray for me? Will you you pray for me that that he can do his will in my life? Is there anybody that would raise their hand and say, "I, I need to come close. I want to come close to Jesus. Maybe you were close one time, a long time ago. And for whatever reason, it's, it, it, it's not close now. You say, it's time to come back close. It's time. We want to be a safe people to to be real. We want to be a safe people for you to say, I, 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 I've messed up and I come in here, but now I want to be changed. You pray for me? Those of you that say, you know, I, of course I'm not perfect, by, but, but, but I'm closer tempting to be close and I live my daily life to be close and who is not close in your life that, that God is putting he's bringing a face or a name in your mind right now he's saying just as I sent my son to you I send you to them to show my love 
Spend this time in prayer for them and for God to use you to make his love real. This is why we do this right here. This is why we spend money on rent. This is why we spend money on electricity. This is why the band plays. This is why we have people back here so that you can hear everybody. This is why we have kids over next, or adults leading kids next to us, is to connect everybody here to Jesus. This is why we do this. So I'll be back there. Shelly will be back there. And we want to pray with you. If you raised your hand, if you didn't raise your hand, but you'll be willing enough and honest enough to come back and say, I want to be close to Jesus. We will pray with you. We will talk with you. Turn my mic off to save conversation. Do you want to come close to Jesus? Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray. People this morning will come close to you that have never been close to you before in their life. Lord, help us. Open up our hearts. Shine a big, humongous spotlight into our hearts, revealing that, that, that you are the one that needs to be close, that you are the one that needs to increase, that you are the one that, 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 that our life has to be dedicated to to make sense. Work in power this morning, revealing yourself. Every single one of us. In your name I pray. Amen. You have listened to the Cross Point Podcast. We want to answer your questions about Jesus. Feel free to ask us anything. Email at info at crosspointfellowship.net or like our Facebook fan page by searching My Crosspoint. And remember, we are here to serve.